Hello. Hello. What's up, everybody? It's Aaron And Nicole. This is Dude That's Fucked Up. Welcome to our podcast. Um, oh. What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing well. Welcome to another week in hell. Um, <laughs> we're your hosts, here to take you through it. Oh, my gosh. But this week is fun. It's fine. Yeah. And dumb no. and stupid. And it's going to be so great. I, I honestly loved last week's episode so much. Oh, my God. Lucille. So fun. Lucille. Wow. A treat. What a treat. Um, yeah, this week is, I think, really dumb and fun. I think we're going to mm-hmm. have a good time with it. We'll get to yeah. that momentarily. Um, any biz for the week? No, just a note to you and I, but everybody else can hear it, too. Our four-year anniversary is almost here. We got to figure out what we're doing. It's like we, you know, when you're, like, in a relationship for more than a year. Yeah. Like, you just, like, kind of just stop doing things for mm-hmm. your anniversary. That's kind of, yeah. like, what this is. 100%. <laughs> yeah. It's also, like, because time doesn't exist anymore and nothing's ever happening that's new. Part of me is, like, yeah, it's here. Like, I knew it was coming. And the other part of me is like, oh, my God, already? You know? I know. Well, it's like a, um, another month will go by and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. what? I didn't realize that we were already done with this month. <laughs> and here we are again. Another month has gone gone by almost. And so that's uh, wow. that's where we're at in, the, in the, the flat circle that is time. And uh, but yeah, to mark... Something to like look forward to is is our four year anniversary. So oh, so fun. Let's do it. Let's we'll do some celebrate. fun stuff. Yeah, we'll yeah. celebrate in a fun way. We'll figure it out. Um, it's it's like more and more becoming half assed, like it does in a, a long term relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We pull it together when we get excited about stuff. It's just hard mm-hmm. when it's like oh, we have to. You know, it's like it, it's kind of like how surprise gifts throughout the year are more fun than like getting something on your birthday totally it's like kind of expected and so there's like a weird pressure on it but like if you just get a gift randomly through the year that's the best it's exactly I mean if I was smart I would get a random gift and save it for an occasion yeah yeah but I don't do I I don't don't do that (laughs) I can't well also I can't save gifts if I get something for someone I'm like I got you something too excited yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) way too excited oh my god um well yeah so that's coming up Mm -hmm. um uh anything else I don't think so uh what about do you have anything fucked up this week num I I've watched a full season of true blood in four days so horny. So oh, my good. God. It's so horny. Um, it is way hornier than I remember. Uh, there are people in it that I didn't recognize at the time, but have done so many things since that uh, I'm then like, like Lizzie Kaplan, who I know was from Mean Girls and stuff, but I didn't yeah. remember. Yeah. I, um, I didn't remember her from this show. And now she's in the show crazy yeah and that's fun and other people just like little side characters here and there I'm like oh my gosh that's like a really famous person or how funny you know, a really yeah, famous I mean, character actor because that shit's like 10 years old now oh my god right it might more more than that I think oh it started in 2006 baby oh my god holy shit yeah the mid-2000s that's wild it's mid-2000s yeah maybe 2009 but yeah, you know, it's yeah. like still that's so long ago now. 
the the late aughts. The late aughts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's exciting. I yeah. would love to rewatch True Blood. That's a fun one. Um, it's I, great, but I've obviously not doing anything else. <laughs> cool, great, yeah. <laughs> um, I love like. <laughs> I think we like forgot how horny shows could be like Mm -hmm. it's like juxtapose that with like Bridgerton like people think that shows like super horny and it is yeah but like True Blood is like fucking True Blood is so you're you're like almost seeing the the brother's dick a lot like it, it is so close to seeing it and you don't see it but like the, it's it's very graphic yeah also i feel like bridgerton you don't expect it to be horny because it's a period piece maybe yeah. and you're like oh no one ever fucks in these types of shows and then they're like oh you thought you knew what JK. you were watching yeah but this is almost exclusively fucking and you're like oh all right yeah i i i need to rewatch it and it it takes so many crazy twists and turns oh like I just remember being like, "What are they doing?" Like, <laughs> this it's, is oh, true, in true nuts. blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I read the books like up until like the fifth or something book. Uh, yeah. And then the show just like like any HBO adaptation just goes completely off the rails. Like the writers, <laughs> the writers are like, "That's that's cute, but we're gonna we're gonna get real wild with it." Yeah. Oh, I need it to, is. I need to oh. jump back in. Oh my god, it's so unintentionally funny too. You're like, oh, this is supposed to be like a tender moment, but it is so bad. <laughs> I no, I think I I don't think so. I think that movie or that show not, it was not always that movie, intentional. It's always intentional. That yeah. that show is pure Could camp, be. pure yeah. Yeah. pure ridiculousness. Okay, that's fair. Um, well, that's fun. I love that journey for you. Thank you. What is your uh, fucked up thing this week? Um. Okay. So, my cats have been absolutely insane lately. Uh-huh. They're teenagers. They're teenagers. They're just like they're they run wild through the house at night. Yeah. And just like knock shit over constantly. Oh my god. Like I could I can't have fresh flowers like in a vase ever anywhere. Yeah. Like they will knock it over and spill water everywhere. So oh my god. like if I do get fresh flowers, I have to like as I'm like shutting down the house, you know, for the night, I have to like take them and put them in the sink or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I had an, I had, speaking of vases, I had an empty vase on our like laundry like area mm-hmm. on top of the like washer and dryer table thing. And there's like a big space behind the uh, washer and dryer mm. and like way more room than there should be. It's like, it's really weird. Um, and on the workspace on top of it, it's like a, you know, like a workbench where you can like fold clothes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the cats jump up there sometimes because there's a window behind the washer and dryer and they just, you know, again, run wild. Yeah. So I had put an empty heavy vase up there just because I was like either going to throw it away because it's ugly or <laughs> throw it in the garage and just mm-hmm. forget about it. <laughs> Yet another just object dig- fart. I don't know. <laughs> like it's just it doesn't make any sense in our house so I don't know I just like can't I couldn't like just physically throw it in the trash can I don't know what my problem is so yeah it's sitting there and unbeknownst to us the cats one night knocked it over I knew I heard a big crash but it was out of sight out of mind the next morning yeah it's like where you hear that and you're like what was that and nothing's clearly yeah. like 
broken on the floor, so you like forget about it. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. and I I was just like, I'll it's the cats. I'll find some mess in the morning. Yeah, didn't see anything, so didn't care. Yeah. Um, and it had fallen behind the washer and dryer. Uh, that's why we didn't see it. And like unbeknownst to us, it had knocked the hose out of the wall <gasps> of the like drainage hose for the washing machine. Oh no. And we didn't know. And DJ like is a, he has like, <laughs> he's like very regimented about doing laundry. Like, thank God I hate laundry more than anything. Uh-huh. He does the laundry. He's like, that's his shit. I don't know. So he he was like, had his laundry day that he was doing all the laundry, like my, my clothes, his clothes, Jack's clothes. And he (laughs) starts doing it and walks, walks towards the, the dryer to like move over a load. And he's like standing in water and he's just (gasps) like, what the fuck is going on? And he like realizes okay something very bad happened but we didn't know what it was we thought like yeah. the washing machine just broke oh my god and so there's just water everywhere and we had to like call a professional it was like super bowl sunday so we like called and like they came the next day yeah and the guy <laughs> came and he's just like it's just the hose it just fell out because oh. this face knocked it and we were just like oh fuck <laughs> and we felt so stupid so dumb but we like didn't know what we're looking at you know we like couldn't see all the like all the things and so we like uh, but thank god it wasn't like an actual broken washing machine that would have been so fucking annoying and like oh my god if it was like actually broken and we had to replace it because you can't like I don't think you can it's like not worth it to repair certain models yeah models if it's or like something really bad is. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh anyway so it was thank god it was not because it's so weird I've like talked to three people in my life like random friends who've had like they had to replace washer and dryers in the past oh. like few months yeah so it was just like as soon as we realized it was an issue I was like oh fuck no yeah great great we're gonna have to fucking replace this shit and but it's like yeah that's just something oh also like dealing with that ours is in our bathroom and it's like hard to get in and out. like it like barely fits through the door yeah it would just yeah be such a hassle oh you my know? god yeah it's like I know. the whole thing you have to call someone to come pick it up because like the old company won't take it because it's trash I, or whatever it's like ugh. I honestly don't know now that I'm like thinking about it because this is like a washer and dryer from the old the people who owned the house before mm-hmm. and I honestly now that I'm like thinking about it I don't know how they got it into the house because it seems really big and the area that it's in I don't know where I maybe I don't know there's a couple like ways it could have gone in but I don't yeah. know it oh seems like way too big for any opening that's near it so oh my god that's wild <sighs> yeah anyway so it's stupid stupid and dumb but thank god it wasn't any worse <laughs> but that's like the most exciting slash fucked up thing that's happened to me this week so yeah it's um yeah yeah anyway well Truly. should we do should we get into our topic let's do it it's so fun I had so much fun doing these notes yeah I did too you guys I'm skipping over my segue because it's also extremely boring uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm bored I was like writing this whole thing to segue and then I was like it's so dumb now that I'm reading it it's so dumb 
you know what? We'll do it live. We'll do it live. I'm just going to call the audible and we're going to jump right into this uh, here episode. You guys, Amazing. today we're doing the Bermuda Triangle. I wish I had a triangle to go ding, 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 ding. <laughs> like get ready for dinner, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Soup's on. Ding, 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 ding. My dad has one of those because he's in a... um. A uh, like triangle band. <laughs> no, he. My dad plays the accordion, and oh, right. my brother plays the triangle, and my uncle plays the fiddle. They have like a um, like a Cajun band, like a Zydeco band. Oh, <laughs> it's really funny. Um, I feel like Brett should play play the jug. Oh, he has a washboard too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he has a washboard, and he, he like hits the triangle. Yeah, are they? It's good? very fun. Oh, okay. They're, they're, you know, they're trying their practice. It's cute. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, cute. Anyway, uh, so uh, there is a triangle out there that yeah. we could borrow if we ever need it. Um, oh, good. Yeah. Well, anyway, about the Bermuda Triangle. Um, <laughs> that's what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also known as the Devil's Triangle, the Limbo of the Lost, the Twilight Zone, and the Hoodoo Sea. Oh, I like those names. Very fun. Um, it's the it's in an area that is like I don't know, seems kind of fun. Yeah. Like I would want to go here. Caribbean. Yeah, it's in the Caribbean. It's yeah. uh it's it's bounded by uh Bermuda, Florida, and Puerto Rico. Mm. Um so it's like it's in a pretty like normal populated area i thought it was like somewhere totally different when i like in the middle of nowhere yeah i thought it was like in the middle of the the atlantic ocean but no it's it's not it's like just part of florida (laughs) which makes sense makes so much sense like Um, shit goes wrong here and i think that's why (laughs) yeah for real uh but this is an area where ships and planes are said to mysteriously vanish into thin air for the deep water um I personally wish, though, that more people referred to it as the Devil's Triangle mm-hmm. because it really it reminds me of stupid ass Brett Kavanaugh saying under under oath uh, while he was being uh, in his confirmation hearing that he mm-hmm. said the Devil's Triangle is a drinking game, mm-hmm. which is not true. It's total bullshit. It's an actual. It's like it's a threesome with two dudes and a lady. Oh, <laughs> and so but like he just tried to like make something up basically he's a fucking idiot what would it even be if it was a drinking game it's like he tried to say it was like quarters oh but in a triangle yeah i'm like it's like beer pong with only three cups (laughs) you make a triangle it's like no one's playing that sir sure dan i don't know uh stupid idiot yeah um the devil's triangle sounds like also what you could call a taint Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's definitely something sexual, like a hundred thousand percent. Because it's like ball, ball, butthole. And that makes a triangle. Yeah. It's like a perfect, you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (sighs) Oh, my God. That Uh, was great. Well, obviously, most reputable sources dismiss the idea that there is any mystery whatsoever. Um, yeah. And in reading about this and, and like, 
looking it up. There's like a ton of information, mm-hmm. but it's the basic gist of it is it's it's pretty cut and dry. And we'll tell you all about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the vicinity, though, of where the Bermuda Triangle is like allegedly where it's supposed to be is yeah. among one of the most heavily traveled uh, shipping lanes in the world. Mm hmm with ships frequently crossing through it for for ports in the Americas, Europe, and the Caribbean islands. Uh, So Mm. very heavily, like, trafficked. Um, Yeah. Also very commonly used by cruise ships and pleasure crafts. Uh, They sail through this area all the time, and commercial and private aircraft routinely fly over it. So it's just like, it's it's the 405. It's fucking popping. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I also okay I've that's the second time earlier today I read something about a pleasure craft and wow when did we start calling like recreational boats that it's genius and I feel like I want some sort of pleasure craft not let's get a duffy boat yeah no that's a pleasure craft that yeah 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 Mm -hmm. I know and whoever's driving has to wear a captain's hat absolutely and you only can listen to Michael McDonald yeah, only Yacht Rock. <laughs> only Yacht Rock is allowed on there. And I want some sort of like Jetsons, like high tech. Um, I want like a table that comes out of the floor, but like on like risers, like it's all electronic. Oh, you're speaking DJ's language a thousand oh percent. God. Yeah. But but I want it to when it comes up and then the middle flips up and it's a full ass charcuterie board. Oh. Like already done. You know what I mean? It's like it's like and then it's just cheese meats crackers nuts fruits fresh fruits dried fruits beautiful i love soft cheeses hard cheeses (laughs) medium ones let's do it i mean with that kind of with that kind of selling point yeah dj will be on board like immediately so okay good i mean we might have to invent it first but um, yeah 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 totally um down (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna get into some like famous disappearances from the Bermuda Triangle, but first we're going to take a quick break. So the first, one of the first recorded quote unquote disappearances was mm-hmm. the USS Cyclops. Oh and God. this is like, this was a, a actual naval ship. This happened in March of 1918 mm-hmm. and it disappeared somewhere between Barbados and Chesa- the Chesapeake Bay. That is a huge swath. <laughs> yeah. First of all, the, um, it disappeared somewhere in the ocean. Like, and also that's like out of the, the devil's triangle, the Bermuda triangle. Well, I think, yeah, true. But I think I don't, um, I don't think they thought it got that far. It was, it was headed for Chesapeake Bay, leaving Barbados and it disappeared. Sure. And I think okay. it disappeared a few days into, so like it wouldn't have gotten that far and it was in sure. the quote unquote Bermuda triangle. Um, gotcha. And I think there's like. They have, you know, ship records and like probably uh, records from other boats nearby, just like pinging each other and like messaging each other on the radar, whatever. I don't know the language, Um, but it was World War One. So there are records. There was activity in the area. But yeah, so but this this was a naval ship, but it wasn't a combat ship. Um, it was a shipping vessel and it was carrying 10,000 tons of manganese ore and a Mm -hmm. crew of like 300 people. And they had been in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, 
and they had gotcha. come to Barbados and like were on their way home. Um, and they're bringing all this like heavy ass ore up back yeah. to the back to the states. Yeah, the Mid Atlantic. Yeah, and so uh, because it was World War One, it was a it was initially thought that the Germans like had maybe sunk or commandeered the ship, but it was disputed by them. They're like, no, we have no record of it. That wasn't us. Um, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I thought I saw her sink a boat. It wasn't me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was bad. Okay. I hate Shaggy, by the way. Ah, I love Shaggy. Oh, no. Um, okay, so the ship, they, like, look at the records. No distress signal is ever heard of, like, from this boat. No one knows, like, what's going on. They sent out a bunch of search parties. They found no trace of the wreckage. To this date, like, this is, there were 300 people on board. This is the largest casualty of uh, a non-combat, like, event in U.S. naval history. So, wow. I mean, you know, there was a lot of people on board, a lot of product, a lot of ore on board. And so this was like a big deal. The the president at the time, like, sent a bunch of people out. They were all, like, looking. Um. So essentially like what they think happened, the ship, this is so dumb too. It's like this, we're going to hear some stories and all of them are like very easily explained. And I don't understand how the Bermuda Triangle is even a thing. Like stop making, stop trying to make, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's like stop trying to make the Bermuda Triangle a thing. It's not a thing. Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll get into that whole shit after we talk about some of these disappearances oh okay okay so it was the uss cyclops dumb name by the way i don't i love that oh my god that's so fun i like it as a name but i feel like it's not a good name for a ship like don't like i don't know it's like odysseus like yeah but the cyclops gets killed right yeah that's true i feel like you don't want to name your boat after dead things true um but boat names are very fun. Very fun. We, we know that. We know this. <laughs> we know this. Uh, so, okay, the ship, which was carrying 10,000 tons of ore, was built to carry closer to only 8,000 tons. That's a problem Okay, right first of all. <laughs> first of like, all. They're like, oh, no, it's fine. Just keep piling it on. It's fine. Yeah. It won't sink. Probably not. I don't know. It's not like squeezing an oversized bag into the overhead bin of a plane where it like barely just shouldn't fit because you've like packed an extra sweatshirt in there. But like it's fine. You can just mush it in. It's like this is 2000 tons of ore that are over the capacity, over the capacity and 300 people. So they knew this, but they were like, oh, it's built really well, so it's fine. And then they <laughs> left <laughs> They left Rio, and they're just, like, cruising. And they're like, maybe we should stop in Barbados. We're riding kind of low. It's like, you know when you fill your car with, like, a bunch of stuff from Costco, and it's like, <laughs> it doesn't clear the speed bumps as good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was that scenario. They're like, we're riding a little low. So they stopped in Barbados and some other people looked at it and were like, yeah, but like, it's fine, right? You're still floating. It's cool. Yeah. They're like, I'm looking at it. It's still a boat. It's on water. Um, Everything seems fine. But to me, it feels like the equivalent of like someone just being like, oh, let me take a look at the car that, you know, your car's overheating, I think. Let me take a look. And they open it, have no idea what they're looking for. And they're just like, I think it's fine. Yeah. 
And then your car explodes like an hour later. (laughs) You just throw a rod through the hood. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was. So, yeah. uh, If if they encountered any kind of like bad weather or anything, it would be donezo like oh yeah just a couple big waves they're already too low it like sitting in the water you're sunk battleship yeah. sunk yeah oh god um and i think for me like yeah maybe people are still like oh but something paranormal could have happened and it's like yeah maybe until you look at the facts that the sister ships of the cyclops the sister ships of the cyclops which were called the proteus and the nearest both of those also vanished during wartime uh, later during World War II. Um, but they were also both thought to maybe have sunk or been commandeered. Here's oh. the thing. Uh, the Neris was also carrying ore at the time and probably carrying too much and had a very similar situation to the Cyclops. Oh, but just so, like so this is later. like a year later or a, a year, uh, a, war, a war later, a war, a whole ass war later. And they were like, yep, you know, we should do again. Yeah. Let's just like add some more ore to this. It's fine. Well, Throw it about, on top. What about the Cyclops? Remember that saying? Because we probably put too much shit in it. So like that no, was no. Close. That was World War One. We didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on. This is World War Two. Like way, way more advanced. Yeah. No, the devil sunk the Cyclops. That's um, right. In the triangle. So, That's right. Yeah. So the, it's it's so silly. So uh, and then the Proteus had just been retired before it sank. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it was carrying any like significant size of like ore or anything. I bet you it was. <laughs> it, it probably was. You're right. No, it for sure. Like it's a sister ship. That's the kind of like routes it takes excuse me and like yeah it probably did they both and also the um sister ships both sunk in the bermuda triangle area during november and december of 1941 interesting yeah those are i mean there's still hurricanes happening that time of year so yeah weather's shitty during that time of year yeah it's not great um Yeah, so the, that's like pretty big though. Like, and it happened to all this the sister ships. So that's yep. like people are like, "Whoa, it's so weird." And it's like, "Well, it's really not." If you just like, <laughs> yeah, look and see that they abused the fucking weight limits of these ships. Yeah. It's like um, these ships are the like Amanda Butts of okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know that movie? It takes two. No. These but ships- I, d- I do, but I don't. Oh, okay. It's an Olsen twins movie. Of course. And with um, um, Kirstie Alley and Steve Ugh. Gutenberg. Ugh. And, uh, that and- was my water I just opened. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It was a fart. She's lying. Can Unless you you're watching the video, then it is a water. <laughs> yeah. Edit that out. <laughs> we've, we've never had to edit a fart out to this day. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> It's for the, we're saving it for the anniversary episode. <laughs> the anniversary episode is just a super cut of all the farts we've had to edit out. <laughs> we, we've added we ha, we've had to add uh, edit out so many burps, but yeah. nary nary a fart. Yeah, and we don't even edit them all out. I've had hmm. a couple in there. I'm drinking a beer. P.S. This is a very good beer. It's from a brewery called Crown and Hops. It's uh, I think it's in Inglewood, 
black owned and operated. Ooh. Uh, it's called Beat Messenger Pilsner. It's so good. Cra- oh, crafted good for change. Yeah. Love that. Cool. It's amazing. Yeah, you'll have to get some. It's so good. Uh, Absolutely. I always wear this shirt that was from the Sierra Nevada Beer Fest. And um, I think the last one we went to, was it the Beer Fest? Or maybe it was the Taste Good Festival. I can't remember. But there was like a beer tent. And the guy who started this brewery was there talking about how he was starting it. And now it exists. It's oh, so that's amazing. Oh, yeah, what a really fun cool. What a fun story. I fun little that. story. So check out the beer. It's very good. Um, back to farts or burps. What were we talking about? Uh, oh, back to disappearances <laughs> of okay, our farts. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Br- <laughs> <laughs> back to the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a type of fart. That's when you crop dust someone in a triangle. <laughs> No, that's when you that's when you that's when you leave a party and you just disappear, but you fart before you leave (laughs) and you don't stick around for the aftermath. You just assume everybody like died. I don't know. So it's still so you're crop dusting, but you're not returning Mm -mm. like that's that's like it's like, yeah, you're like you you go into the Bermuda Triangle, basically like, right. You you disappear, but you like leave a fart at the party. Yeah. Or it could be like a fart where you like think it's going to smell, but it just doesn't. It like it like the smell like disappeared into the Bermuda Triangle. Like it dis- it like another dimension like sucked it up or something. And you're yeah. like, oh, oh, that's good. OK. Like, like, <laughs> like it's like when the timeline splits and somehow the stench of the fart. It's like when you smell something, you know, like you walk into a room, you're like, ew, what smells? Did someone just fart in here? <laughs> It's like that's the alternate timeline where the yeah. fart sound and the fart smell got split up. Oh, into two, yes. They're in two timelines. And that, that's it's the a fart rift. time continuum. Yeah. <laughs> also known as the Devil's Triangle. Also yes. known as the Bermuda Triangle. That's right. Wait, what are the other names? Uh, <laughs> the um, Limbo of the Lost Ooh. and the Twilight Zone and the Hoodoo Sea. Oh, <laughs> the poo poo sea. <laughs> five. The- <laughs> Limbo of the Lost also seems like a, a could also be a fart that makes a oh. sound and doesn't smell. Hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'm Farts, five man. too. I know they're so funny. Uh, well there's some more disappearances that happened that weren't farts um the carol a deering was a commercial sailing vessel that also was running from rio de janeiro like like the same route as uh the cyclops and in january of 1921 had made a successful coal delivery to rio um, and then the crew was turning around to set sail for home, which was Newport News. So they were taking that same shipping route. Isn't that a fashion? Wasn't that a fashion catalog? Newport News. Yeah. Do you remember that? I think so. Wasn't it a sh- movie? I think it was a movie. I thought maybe it's the Newport something else, but I thought it was a catalog. My mom would buy like short khaki shorts from. I'm sure. It's I'm like, sure. I feel like Newport News is the most 90s sounding thing to me yeah it was it was yeah. and i would wear i would steal some of her shirts sometimes they were mm-hmm. cute they were like mm-hmm. v- deep v-necks before 
That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, oh, my gosh. OK, real quick about this uh, Carol A. Deering. There was like some fun. It's kind of fun. I don't know. OK, so they were heading home and they stopped in Barbados because they wanted to party. Also, I think the boats just stopped there probably to refuel. Yeah. This is a sailboat, I think. But like still, it's like oh, they're they're like need to eat, get provisions, maybe like. Yeah, they, it, it was a commercial sailing ship. Yeah. But they, yeah, they have to, they, and it's like, well, let's just stop in the in the Caribbean where it's fucking cool. Yeah, it's like all the stuff they they want to just get drinks too. It's like all the stuff that's happening in the song Brandy. You know, yeah, their, their job's done, so their job's they're, done. Like they're ready to unwind. Yes, mm-hmm, they have money, so they go. This is unrelated. This is unrelated to like what will happen soon. But the first mate of the Deering got like super fucked up in town and was complaining. In Barbados. In Barbados. Yeah. Yeah. Like on a layover. He was like super fucked up and was complaining to other ship captains like my captain fucking sucks, dude. You want to hire me? Yeah. Like I know so much and I just like have to. And my captain's such an idiot. (laughs) And like. That fucking guy, it's like, I'm just, like, way smarter than him, and I, like, don't have that much experience, but, like, he's incompetent, whatever, just, like, being an asshole, um, <laughs> and uh, was threatening. He was, like, pissed because he had to, like, read maps for the old man because he couldn't see very well, and, like, also he was, like, essentially threatening to kind of take him out. He's, like, when it's, you know, when I get the chance, he's oh out God. of here or something. Yeah, it was, like, fucked up. Um, And so he he was drunk, and everybody narked on him, and he got arrested that night. And then throw him in the brig. (laughs) Yeah, uh, he. Oh, man. And the captain had to come save him and did was like super nice um, and like came and posted his bail. Oh, man. Yeah. But then they were never to be seen again because (laughs) (laughs) it didn't matter. Honestly, he would have been better off had the captain left him there because on January 31st, the ship was found abandoned. Oh, what year is this? 1921. Okay. Uh huh. January 31st, 1921, the ship was found abandoned by the Coast Guard, grounded on the Diamond Shoals, which is is like a name for an area um, right off the coast of Cape Hatteras that huh. is known also as the graveyard of the Atlantic because it's just a bunch of like sandbars that oh. if you don't navigate them properly, you get stuck on them and then you get all fucked up. Um, so they found this ship. No one was aboard. But uh, also everyone's personal possessions were gone and the ship's two lifeboats were missing. So like it had been abandoned. Yeah. They probably got uh, stuck and. Yeah. Couldn't. They probably got stuck and tried to get out. I think, you know, people don't really know exactly what happened, but there is a lot of speculation. Several of the theories are that there was either a hurricane, which would explain the boat being stuck. But I feel like it wouldn't explain people getting into lifeboats and trying to leave the boat like you wouldn't leave in a hurricane I feel no like. I feel like you would get stuck and then try try to leave the Later. boat and then they could have gotten like set adrift somehow I don't know yeah 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 um also like if it was that scary and stormy they probably wouldn't have had time to like grab all their stuff so yeah. like it was that was what's weird um then another theory was like piracy uh like pirates or rum runners saw them and saw them stuck and like made them leave the ship onto their ship to like make them work for them or whatever some piracy thing yeah um and there's also like a theory maybe it was russian pirates we don't know another separate theory is mutiny so like the shit talking first mate somehow like 
took everyone over and like made them get into little boats. Mutiny on the Carol. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Mutiny on the Diamond Shoals. That sounds like a soap opera. For sure. Ooh, I I love love it. Oh my God. Also, great Southern drag queen name. Diamond Shoals. Diamond Shoals. I love like that. Muscle Shoals, the recording, um, yeah, recording studio, yeah. But that. your Diamond Shoals, I love it. Uh, I don't know what a shoal is. I need to look that up. I think it's like a sea thing. No, sandbar. It maybe it must be a sandbar. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> um, and then the last uh kind of theory is paranormal. It's the Bermuda Triangle, and that's why you know. And they just are gone. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like, oh, well, it was a Bermuda Triangle. You expect anyone to survive here? Uh, But experts think it's likely that the boat got stuck. They sent up some sort of flare. And then there was a nearby ship, the SS Hewitt, um, that they know was like in the area around the same time through like radio uh, activity and stuff like that and and ship logs or whatever. Right. Um, And so they they saw the call for help or heard a call from help, went over. Everybody used the... um, the boat the little boats the lifeboats to get to that ship right. and then that ship as luck would have it disappeared <laughs> in a probably in a storm probably in a storm yeah with a full crew on it so damn so it's yeah. like they were fucked from the beginning that guy should have stayed in jail he should have stayed in jail <laughs> he should have stayed in barbados he should have just kept drinking rum and hanging out yeah getting sunshine um and stop talking shit you know yeah. you don't need to do that sir uh well he won't anymore um mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's crazy uh I know. well if that really did happen but who's to say yeah who's um to say? flight 19 was another disappearance that happened in the bermuda triangle it was a uh, five torpedo bombers that were on a training mission from fort lauderdale which disappeared in december of 1945 Ugh. um and then a seaplane on a rescue mission looking for for the the five bombers also disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really not any idea what happened to the five bombers. Uh, there's there was no real confirmed wreckage, um, mm-hmm. but like other other plane parts were found in the area that they thought they went down, but it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't matching up with those those planes. Mm-mm. Just some other planes that crashed. <laughs> yeah, and over time too, it's like yeah. you know so a lot of these and the way things- like things like the current takes things yeah. and stuff yeah a lot of these wreckages and like accidents people still look for them because oh, yeah. like if it's a big huge you, you know uss cyclops eventually you would find some remnants of it i and i think that's what keeps partly the like mystery alive about it because it's just people haven't found parts of any of these things but right yeah I, yeah no one found any of that yeah. Um, and then I guess there was a theory, though, about what happened to the the rescue plane. Oh, uh, yeah. People think it actually exploded midair um, because the specific model that it that it is, is the Martin PBM mm-hmm. uh, Mariner flying boat. Mm-hmm. W- it was known to accumulate like flammable gas vapors. <laughs> so if it like and it would just like surround the engine, you know, as it was flying. And if it got yeah. like overheated or something sparked, whatever, anything like electrical, it would just literally explode in the air. So yeah, it's just hot enough. However, that works. It's just like yeah, yeah. these these planes were known to explode midair. Basically, yeah. So they were like, yes. oh, we can explain that, but 
the <gasps> other the other five I mean five bombers just like disappearing is pretty intense um it's weird because they were all they were just all on a training mission like from Fort Lauderdale flying together like it was a flight of uh of naval planes which is like a flight is just like a collection yeah yeah and they're just all together so it's weird that all of them would disappear and none of them would make it back yeah that is weird it is weird but like shit happens when you're out over yeah. sea like open sea and mm-hmm. like you hit really bad weather or like fog or anything that can disorient you yeah because you're it, all kind of listening to each other too so like yeah and like your inner ear doesn't adjust to elevation changes in the way that we think it would would mm. um if your visibility is affected so oh I know because I have <laughs> vertigo and I rely on my visibility to like keep yeah balance and shit because my yeah. ears so fucked up yeah and that's I I mean that's what cause has caused so so many uh plane crashes that's what yeah. how JFK Jr. died mm-hmm. that's how the pilot that was flying uh Kobe Bryant's helicopter crashed uh so it's extremely mm-hmm. common if visibility is affected and you're not you're like your your instruments are not working properly or you're yeah. just you know whatever you that's how a lot of people crash yeah so and that could happen to a a bunch of people at once if they're flying like all the same route and they both lose altitude at the same time in the same way so that's my guess um but still nobody really knows for sure Mm -hmm. um yeah anyway the next uh disappearance was the star tiger and the star aerial Mm. which were pressurized commercial planes that were owned and operated by the British South American Airways. Um, the they Both planes disappeared January 1948 and January 1949, respectively. So, A lot of January I, shit. Yeah, December and January. I mm-hmm. I think the weather is just like not great during yeah. this time of year. Yeah. Um, there was no uh, – so both of the planes disappeared without any trace or just dis- no distress call mm-hmm. and no, like, no debris or or anything to identify where and when they went down. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's, like – this is, like, you know, it, again, I'm just going to say this is a very commonly traveled area of this part between, you know – the United States, South yeah. America, the Caribbean. This is yeah. like all very active. So yep. probability that shit happens in this area is high. <laughs> yeah. There was like, there's a, there's so many incidents of things happening in that area. Um, like another, there was another plane, a Douglas DC-3 that disappeared in December of 1948. There was a Konamara 4 that disappeared in september of 1955 i think that was a boat um it was suspected that that was because of hurricane Ione, and mm. then um it was like a real like right at the same time yeah date, date wise and stuff um and then there was also two planes they were kc-135 strato tankers in august of 1963 these planes actually um are assume well it's not assumed i think through communication and all that stuff they were able to know that these two planes collided mid-air oh, whoa yeah and so initially it was like oh no like what's this mystery that happened um like they collided and now we can't like 
we will never know like what exactly happened. I don't know if they think that the collision was paranormal, but the reason that people were like, this is weird is because they were, uh, they went out looking for the crash site. And like you were saying earlier, the tide and stuff, you know, can like move debris. And also just as it's falling from the sky, like based on the wind or whatever, like, you know, it just like could fall weird. Um, and so there were reports of a separate crash site for one of the planes that was separated by 160 miles or 260 kilometers from the first site. But then as they looked into it, like people were writing like, oh, my gosh, this There's is like, fucking weird. Yeah, There's yeah. a second crash site. It's like over it's almost 200 miles away from the first one and like how did it get that far and isn't the bermuda triangle spooky and then people (laughs) did more investigating and they're like that's not a crash site that's a huge clump of seaweed oh god so like maybe do your research before you write articles about the second crash site because that is fucking probably some garbage it's like a garbage island with seaweed yeah i mean this is the thing (laughs) So all these disappearances happening in the early part of the century up until like mm-hmm. the 60s, like people are like starting to like be like, hmm, what's going on? Not not taking into account anything. Weather. Weather or the probability being high of incidents because yeah, it's a highly trafficked area. Volume. But yeah. yeah. Or like overloading boats people aren't thinking about that that could be an issue (laughs) yeah just you know yeah but nonetheless this uh whole idea of the bermuda triangle gets Mm -hmm. extremely popular um as we all know we've heard about it in pop culture forever yeah um and i just always assumed it was a, a thing that was you know known for for centuries or whatever and Maybe it is, but it only started getting really popular in like as an idea in the like like fifties. Really, is when it started to kind of take off as an idea. Mm -hmm. So one of the main reasons the idea of the Bermuda Triangle is so mysterious and as popular as it is now is because a couple of dudes wanted to make up some dumb shit and write (laughs) about it and make money. Like, that checks literally. out. There's no other reason than some dude saw an opening to write about a thing that was mildly interesting, and they built an entire fictional premise on an area of the ocean. Like they were like, hmm, "Look at this! Look at this ocean! This part of the ocean, really weird." Does that look Let's- like a triangle to you? Ah, it's like so weird. It's a triangle. <laughs> oh my god! Um, that people would think it's haunted. Yeah. So. <laughs> It all kind of started as like a pop culture thing in mm. 1952 when uh, Fate magazine pub. That's a really cool name for a magazine, by the way. Um, I feel like if it existed today, it would be very cool. But like, like I feel like it would be very like alternative and like 80s slasher film style, <sighs> like uh, illustrations and shit. I'm talking about a zine for yes, astrology. Oh, for. for crystal hotties like for you know that's what I'm I'm gonna bring it back that's my that's my new my new project and like everyone like all the models have like Billie Eilish hair Mm -hmm. yep like weird colors love it but like part partly a normal color and partly a weird color I'm doing it I'm starting a zine guys Um, do it fate 
called Fate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this magazine, though, 1952, published mm-hmm. a story called Sea Mystery at Our Back Door, mm-hmm. which was a short article by George Sand covering the loss of several planes and ships, including the loss of Flight 19, which we just talked about with the multiple bombers that disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sand's article was the first to lay out the like now fam- familiar triangular area where the losses took place, mm-hmm. uh, as well as being the first to suggest a supernatural element to this Flight 19 incident. Oh. Um, I'm just like picturing him in his editor's office being like, Pitching ideas about the ocean and like ships and planes and like crashing and disappearing, whatever. And the editor's like, dude, this shit's boring. Nobody's going to read this. Can you just like write something about how women in bikinis are are like evil and a threat to the American way of life? And George Sand was like, wait, 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 hold on. I got it. What if we talk about this plane crash shit that happened several years ago, but like what if I make it spooky? What if I just say like a chunk of the ocean is weird and haunted-ish? Yeah. It'll sell. It'll sell. Oh my God. Like hotcakes. Like hotcakes. And so the son of a bitch did it. He made part of the ocean creepy. Oh my um, God. George Sand. <laughs> way to go. Yeah. Ugh, he oh did it. Oh my God. I feel like, first of all, if your name's George Sand. Um, I feel like it's like, isn't that from the Brady Bunch George Glass. That's George Glass. <laughs> yeah. But he's like the he's the Miami version of George Glass. He's George yeah. Sand. He's, he's the, the Tommy beach. Bahama version. Yeah. He's yeah. the beach version. Yeah. He's beach. Ver- he's like how there's beach Barbie and beach Ken. Yeah. He's beach George Sand. Yeah. Oh, my God. Also, I feel like. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't know. It's just it's. I okay. This is I. I'm just like having a memory because you know, like I I had heard of the Bermuda Triangle when I was like a kid and stuff, and it always sounds so scary. Yeah, and I thought it was like a vortex. Yeah, like, I thought it was like a literal whirlpool that like you had to avoid. Yeah, because it was always like sucking. Oh, you can't things go to in. the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. yeah, like things go in and never come out. And I was like, oh my god. And in my mind's eye, I always thought it was like a literal whirlpool. Yeah. That you just disappeared into, but it, nope, it's just regular ocean. I'm That's- sure we saw some cartoons or something that yeah. char- that like characterized the Bermuda Triangle that way. For sure. Um, I like put the Bermuda Triangle on par with quicksand. Like it's it sucks you in. It sucks you in, and it's but it's like quicksand's like I think it's real. real. <laughs> it is, yeah. It, it, but it's like not everywhere like I thought it would be, you know. And the Bermuda mm-hmm. Triangle is not real. It's just the ocean is vast. <laughs> oh, okay. You know? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know. It's like all mysterious. And like I think that was like the kind of like cartoons we were watching. So it's like yeah. either like Tailspin, like yeah. where they were disappearing into the fucking... Looney Tunes even. Yeah, Looney Tunes. Like they're disappearing into the Bermuda Triangle or getting fucked up by by some quicksand. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a person we that watching. almost died in quicksand as a kid. <gasps> yeah. What? Yeah, that's terrifying. I know. And the reason I found out is because the day she started as our new HR person at the office, it was in an email to everyone. It was like a fun fact about me. It's like I almost died when I was eight years old in a quicksand pit. And I was like, I immediately went over and introduced myself and was like, hi, I'm Nicole. Can I hear more about this? The quicksand incident? Yeah. Thank you. Can I? Is this real? Is this quicksand thing real? That's traumatic. I know. I mean, she was fine talking about it, but she's a very cool lady. 
Oh, amazing. I mean, yeah. not amazing, but fuck. I know. She survived. It's, I think it's okay. Okay, well, good. Um, she put it in an email to a whole office of strangers. You know, yeah. it's like, you're willing to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't feel weird asking about it. Okay, fair. <laughs> Um, well, going on with the, the Bermuda Triangle, mm-hmm. like people started to build off of it uh, eventually. Mm-hmm. The, the George Sand Castle was was happening. Um, in February of 1964, a man named Vincent Gaddis wrote an article called The Deadly Bermuda Triangle mm-hmm. in the pulp magazine called Argosy. Another cool name for a fucking magazine. Yep. Um, he was saying he was like building on this like narrative that flight 19 and other disappearances were, were part of a pattern of strange events in the region. Mm. And he just went through the alleged disappearances in the area and they literally have like, I don't know, like we just went through all of these and they don't have, there's nothing mis- that mysterious about these things, no. but he really built on this narrative. Mm. And then the following year in 1965, Gaddis expanded his article into a book called Invisible Horizons. Um, Cool. And then other writers saw this fun new trend that Gaddis started and were like, let's write fanfic about the Atlantic Ocean also. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. Now it's like picking up steam. It's a thing. It's a niche. It's a niche. Yeah. It's like a a fun little thing. So. Uh, for example, a man named John Wallace Spencer wrote a book in 1969 called Limbo of the Lost. I think that's where we get the other nickname for the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and Char- also the name of the popular show Land of the Lost. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think Limbo of the Lost is like where everybody's just like at a wedding and it's like the entire <laughs> table of, of people who like hate being at this wedding or just like doing the limbo. I don't know. Um, uh, or limo of the lost is like it's like when you're in purgatory but it's like a very specific ring of purgatory where you always have to go to the bathroom but you can't find it yes like yes. you're like oh like you're and, the and then, the meme of the weekend running through the hall yes, of mirrors yeah. exactly yeah and you're like and every <laughs> once in a while there's like a fancy waiter or something and you you don't recognize him but he's always and he says one. you could check out anytime you want but you can never leave <laughs> Uh, yeah uh and, and then, then uh, and then you piss and shit yourself in front of your third grade crush <laughs> and that's how that is you how you never that make is, it <laughs> you know it's just yep. and it happens every hour of the day yep. but they keep telling you it's just ahead turn right and then it's an immediate left cool yeah <laughs> that is very specific um uh another guy named charles burlitz wrote the Bermuda Triangle uh, that came out in 1974. This guy really went off. I'll talk a little bit more about him in a bit. Uh, a guy named Richard Winner wrote The Devil's Triangle. I think that's mm. where we get that from in 1974. And there were many other books by all kinds of bus driver o- oceanographers that came <laughs> along. <laughs> all, and they all like were keeping to some of the same supernatural elements that were outlined by uh a guy named the original guy who mm. like one of the original guys the alan eckert guy who wrote the american legion oh uh, magazine magazine thing. one yeah mm-hmm. finally though after all these like these dudes coming out writing all these books uh, finally a real hero came along and was like mm. listen up all you fives a 10 is speaking <laughs> let me tell you what the actual truth is this uh-huh. man larry kush K- kush was uh, the author of the Bermuda Triangle Mystery Solved. Um, 
Oh, wow, the confidence. You think it's going to be something, but it's really something else. He wrote this in 1975, and he argued that many of the claims that Gaddis and all the other fives were writing uh, were exaggerated, dubious, or unverifiable. Good for him. He came in and he was like, look, um, all of this is bullshit. He goes, Bermuda Triangle, solved. And then the book is just one sentence, and it's like, natural disappearances from boats sinking and well crashing. yeah he was like he really like leaned into actual facts he said this is all some bullshit and let me tell you how and why um mm. he larry went out here and he researched a, a ton of shit and it revealed a number of inaccuracies and inconsistencies between burlitt's accounts and statements from eyewitnesses, participants, and others involved in, in the initial incident. So Berlitz was out here writing a fucking just entire books of shit, like just complete bullshit. Oh my um, God. I think he was one of the worst like perpetrators of all the of just like making up all this like supernatural narrative. Um, oh, and Larry was like. Look, it's called fan fiction for a reason. Yeah, he came after him. And one of the funniest corrections, in my personal opinion, that he made with Berlitz is mm-hmm. um, and just like saying like this man is lying basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Berlitz had written about an ore carrier, probably one of the, you know, sister ships that yeah, had sunk. Yeah, the Cyclops um, or whatever. Yeah, one of them maybe. Um, or it could have been another one, another random disappearance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So he had written about an ore carrier, which he said was lost without a trace three days out of the out of an Atlantic port when it had been lost like – actually was not at all from an Atlantic port. It had been lost three days out of a port with the same name in the Pacific Ocean. Oh, God. So he got the oceans wrong. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it wasn't even in the same place at all. Geographically was on the other side of entire continents. So uh, Larry let everybody know like how dumb this motherfucker (laughs) was. And it wasn't even hard for Larry to figure all this shit was wrong or made up because he would simply find newspaper reports from the times of all these mysterious disappearances, Mm. read the available info and find reports on possible relevant uh, events that were unusual at the time, like weather or just like things that were going on with the the boats or whatever Mm -hmm. was, you know, he was researching Yep. That were never mentioned in the disappearance stories. Um, just like, you know, a real j- a journalist would. Um, <laughs> Research. And, and so Larry ultimately concluded in his book that the number of ships and aircraft reported missing in the area was not significantly greater, proportionally speaking, than in any other part of the ocean. Uh, like I said, this part, this area is amongst the most heavily traveled. Like the shipping lanes are popping all the time. Mm-hmm. Cruise ships, pleasure crafts. Mm-hmm. aircraft always in the area um mm-hmm. so it's a very busy part of the ocean as far as oceans go yeah. um and then it was also it's also in an area frequented be frequented by tropical cyclones the number of disappearances that did occur for the most part were neither disproportionate unlikely nor mysterious storms mm-hmm. take fucking ships out all the time they crash planes it's not not a uh, mysterious at all yeah um, mother nature she'll get you yeah, and furthermore, he's going to go ahead and shit more on Berlitz. Um, <laughs> Berlitz and the other writers would often fail to mention such storms or even represent the disappearances as having happened in calm conditions. Like mm. they would say, oh, nothing was amiss. It was a perfect, 
summer day and it's like sir this happened in february and there was a fucking cyclone okay yeah. there's a fucking hurricane yeah hurricane Ione or whatever it's yeah. like that was the exact four days that the boat went missing yeah it's yeah. just like he like they would just like totally misrepresent all of these things and so Larry went out here and was just like this is so sloppy you guys are you know saying just not even facts and yeah. um so yeah, he would he would show all the meteorological conditions that clearly like you know were the facts and yeah. people were like, "Oh, okay." Um also some diff- disappearances that were in these books that these men were writing never even happened. Um oh. one plane crash that was said to have taken place in 1937 off of Daytona Beach, Florida in front of hundreds of witnesses. Uh Larry checked that out and looked at the local papers. Nothing like that had ever happened. <laughs> oh it was my just God. totally made up. Um, Who were they talking to? Just like the weathered man at the end of the bar in like Fort Lauderdale or whatever? Like, honestly, who's to say? Like, yeah. it was all just like, like some of it was just like made up, or maybe they like had a loose idea of something that had happened, yeah. or they got their dates mixed up and didn't bother to like delve yeah. any deeper. And they're just like, we need, so- I need an extra paragraph about. Yeah. More more planes disappearing in this time period. <laughs> Let's fill it out. Uh, nobody will know. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, honestly. Larry comes in and just tanks their sales on Amazon self-publishing. <laughs> He's like, no, uh, no, no, you will not. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there's I, there's tons and tons of, sh- of people out here that are debunking this shit all the time. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite debunkers is the Coast Guard. Like the mm. actual, you know. Yeah, U.S. Coast Guard. U.S. Coast Guard. They hate mm. this shit. They're like, please stop. Please stop. <laughs> They're like, we're here all the time. They collect and publish through their inquiries into, because they like, they will look into shit. If something yeah. weird's happening, they'll look into it. Yeah. But they have so much document documentation contradicting many of the in- incidents written about in, by these triangle, Bermuda Triangle authors um, for example, one of the biggest like rebukes of these fuckers that the Coast Guard has done. Um, there was an incident written about in where they just like said all this shit about a 1972 explosion of and sinking of the tanker VA fog. Um, the Coast Guard photographed the wreck, took recovered several bodies, and like had all this evidence of you know this is here's the ship, here was yeah. the accident. Yeah, here's all of it, but then one of the one of these like dumbass authors, one of these bus driver fucking science people, mm-hmm. uh, they wrote in their book that all the bodies had vanished except the captain who was found sitting in his cabin at his desk, <laughs> clutching oh. a coffee cup, and also the VA fog sank off the coast of Texas. The Coast oh. Guard was like, it wasn't anywhere near the Bermuda Triangle. It's Texas um so nowhere near the like boundaries of like the accepted boundaries of the Bermuda Triangle so yeah oh my god but then these authors were like well we've re-angled the triangle so now instead of being (laughs) um a isosceles triangle (laughs) it's the longer kind because the angles are not they're not perfect right angles it during this time of year the currents are different so the triangle actually stretches out into a rhombus you see (laughs) the devil's rhombus is what we (laughs) 
now commonly call it. The devil's rhombus. Oh my god. I love These motherfuckers it. are really out here writing books though, which is made up shit. And I like there's and there's like I said, there's tons and tons of, of people that like have debunked all this shit, including the Coast Guard. Oh my but, god. Thank God for Larry for Larry doing was the out Lord's here. Work. I was just gonna say he was really yeah. out here doing the Lord's work. Just Truly. really shit really shitting on these assholes. And like, thank you for doing the research and being like, no, this is not accurate. This man did not stand for alternative facts. I wonder if he's still alive now and if he is really angry about how things are now. Yeah, I know. All the fake news. I know. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that's like really – there's – there's lots of stuff out there, lots of like ancillary content about, you know, Bermuda Triangle adjacent things, which we could probably do a Patreon episode on. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is like this is pretty much pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I think once I was like digging into some of the incidents mm-hmm. again. Oh, excuse me. Oh, my God. So burpy, uh, but not farty that you know of. Edit that out. Um, no. Bermuda sh- Bermuda Shorts Triangle. Am I right? <laughs> Bermuda Shorts Triangle. Um, yeah. When I was like looking into this, I was like, all of these incidents seem perfectly reasonable. There's no, it. You know, it's like with something like this, I was expecting it to be like, and then a man returned, like kind of like Twilight Zoney, where it's like, mm-hmm. and then forty years later, a man walked into his front door and was like, "Honey, I'm home," and she was like, "I haven't seen you in forty years," or, and he you know, hadn't like, aged a day. Yeah, and she was now eighty years old. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I was no. like, "Oh, that'll be fun," and then it was like, "No, these are just ships crashing and sinking." And- I mean, and this happens all the time still like we've had plane crashes that have crashed in the ocean that we just like cannot find yeah any evidence of you know where it crashed there's no debris because the ocean is vast and it is so (laughs) and deep it's like it is so fucking massive like that is honestly one of my biggest fears one of my Mm -hmm. biggest existential fears is flying over like the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean over the middle of it and crashing and then yeah. no- nobody could ever find us again like you know cast away but we're all dead right well I know that's well that's the only thing that like keeps me sane when I'm flying is like oh if we crash into the ocean we die at least like yeah. that's how I always feel about it but yeah it is scary the ocean's scary I feel I feel very calmed by the ocean. Mm-hmm. I don't like it is very scary, though. I'm scared of drowning, though. That is very scary. But uh, but mostly I just like the ocean and I like that it's such like an unexplored mm-hmm. part of the earth. And it's pretty cool. I mean, that shit's scary to me. Like it doesn't calm me the way that the in- the infinite uh, vacuum of space does. Like oh, that, that calms me. No, the, I'm the not fact saying. that it, the fact that the ocean exists like here, like we can, there's a, there's ways for us to get lost in it. Um, yeah. like that really scares me. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I mean, space, yeah. I'm never going to fucking space. No, I'm never going to space. I feel like the <laughs> most, I'm always the most, um, comforted by the ocean when I just have access to it, but I'm like on land. 
because also I'm not a boat person because I have ear issues. So like I'm very seasick uh, yeah. when I'm out in the ocean. So it's just not a fun time for me. But I like being on the beach and looking out and seeing nothing but ocean. That's like fine. It. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's relaxing. But I don't want to be out in the ocean. Yeah. And I don't like flying over the ocean. But again, I do think, well, if if something happens, it's going to kill me. So that's yeah. good. Flying is scary. <laughs> it is scary. Yeah. I don't love it. I, I don't, don't know that it. I, but you know, after all that, I don't know that I'd want to fly through the Bermuda Triangle. Although maybe I would. <laughs> let me, let me at it. Let me, uh, I would go anywhere at this point in time. I True, would love fair. to travel anywhere. That's Thir- fair. Fly me through the Bermuda Triangle. Um, fly me to the moon. <laughs> I, that might be where you end up if you fly into the Bermuda Triangle. True. Ooh, that's, that's the thing. Fun. I'm like, up meteor yeah. fucking. Bermuda Triangle, let's go. Let's let's do this. Let's do something fun. I'm tired of talking about yeah. my fucking washing machine. Okay, shut up, Larry. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to the Bermuda Triangle. Just give me this, please, Larry. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I think it's all. It all is very uh, explainable, and also I think it's just like a lot of the stuff, a lot of the incidents that were happening during World War One and World War Two, just like coincidentally, for whatever reason, maybe maybe other countries were involved. Who knows? But like. It was just an awful time, and I feel like people needed something to, like, help explain, you know? Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's – when loss of life happens and there's no good explanation for it. Yeah. And it's just this kind of, you know, hanging, you know, cliffhanger of, like, what what actually happened. It's like, well, we know what actually happened, like. Yeah. They crash and we just can't find. No, but what happened? Yeah. And that's the but thing. People really want. happened? Yeah. It's, it's human nature to want to like have an explanation and closure and. Yeah. Some sort of just finality in in that. Uh, yeah. Loss of life, you know, so mm-hmm. because that's yeah. the thing you have to remember the people, these disappearances all were people. It wasn't just like a ship with nobody yeah. on it. It was, or like freight, freight, uh, planes. It was. There's still people on those. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's all sad. And that's the thing. I think that's what, what makes people just want to kind of grasp on to these ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway. Well. That's that's all I got. Yeah. I'm not flying anywhere anytime soon. No. So the Bermuda (sighs) Triangle is probably like super boring right now. Yeah. It's like. It's like we're. It's just like pointy. The vortex is like I'm hungry. I need. (laughs) It needs to feed. Yeah. But you know what? And you know what? Maybe after all this is done, Tommy Bahama will send all the shorts and shirts (laughs) down there, and feed it. But right now we can't. It's not Mm -hmm. safe. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Devil's Triangle. We're all just holding on for dear life here. Sorry. It taint your day today. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, well. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's um, it. Follow us on social meds. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Follow us on, like, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We're at DTFU Podcast, all the places. Everywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you make TikToks for us now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we've been ticking and talking. Yeah. 
and those are fun and we also you can if if you are not aware uh you can watch videos of these episodes on youtube oh yes you can see our faces and mm-hmm. see what we look like what what our voices what yeah what faces match our voices oh my gosh first though if you haven't looked yet and you don't know what we look like first Send sketch us it an out. Email. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sketch it <laughs> out. Just kidding. I was going to say, send us an email telling us what you think we look like and then go see and then see if you're right. But mm. like we get to have the email where you you tell us what we think. Like from the sound of my voice, do you think I have like what color do you think my hair is? Like get a get a guess who. Uh, yes. And like and pull out the card that you think. Yes. Most resembles us. Am I Ziddy? Like, am I zitty? <laughs> Do I have those like tiny baby bangs? You know, like really short black baby bangs. Do you think I have like what kind of nose do I have? You mm. know, like I want to know what does Aaron look like? What is does Aaron have uh, curly hair? Does Aaron does she have do, is she a glasses wearer? Does she have adult braces? <laughs> These are the questions. <laughs> That I want to know what you think the answer is. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Well, yeah, let us know if you haven't seen our faces yet. If you've lived yeah. in, in uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't you know. You can find out. <laughs> it's fun. We'll tell you. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, well, there's nothing else to do except say, uh, go to our website, dtfepodcast.com. And also, uh, hey, be excellent to yourselves and each other. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Oh my god, that was precious. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.